especially in uni like how do you go to your tutors and tell them that oh I need time off because of stress I don't think they feel like it's a good enough reason due to the insensitivity of the actual word. It's your girl Mandy and welcome back to another episode of the 1 to 100 podcast where we'll be talking about everything design related, shed some light on our personal experiences and help you in understanding the architecture realm. And today we're joined here by Naomi, Bersma, Adonai and Bethany. Um, So this episode today, I just want to give a little disclaimer. Um, We'll be discussing a really sensitive topic of mental health and this is of our personal experiences and not that of a professional background. If you're experiencing any severe mental health issues, please contact your local GP. And if in an emergency, please call 999. Okay, so sorry for the heavy intro, guys, but... As you know, this is something that we have touched on in every episode so far. And I think this whole episode um, tailored to mental health is exactly what we need. So as an entry to this series of discussions, I just want to know, I'm going to ask Naomi, what did the term stress mean to you in undergrad? So I, what I understood as stress I saw from, you know, you see people that are stressed from, you know, your parents to your peers and other things coming from A-levels, even GCSEs when you have exams going on and, you know, people say like, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. And um, I don't think I had a full on understanding of what being stressed was. Uh, So when I got to uni, uh, I wasn't able to quickly identify what my feelings were and that that was stress. So I think that my inability to identify it was what made me more stressed um, because I didn't understand why I wasn't able to meet targets, why I was kind of falling behind, why I was becoming a little bit more anxious and uh, yeah, just stressed out. So it was because like I wasn't able to identify those emotions. What I personally had uh, was I would sleep a lot and I would stop eating and I would uh, become obsessed about something mm-hmm. and for me whenever I would get to that point you feel like you have to do more work because you you put in that pressure on yourself uh, but then I realized I was being unproductive it's it's kind of like really you don't understand how that happens but in in a way I needed to learn how to take a break yeah and yeah so that's pretty much I think how I under- I later understood upon reflection that I was really stressed. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it's important to realise as well, as, as a productive person and you become unproductive, why you are suddenly then being unproductive. I think sometimes we often class it as being lazy, but actually it's just a load of stress that's been carried out for a significant amount of time which is making you feel drained and you actually can't do much about that until you you can distinguish your stressful self and your normal self um but I'm gonna throw this question at Besma as well yeah like my my idea well my experience of stress is quite in a way it's quite different um ever since I was younger I always used to like be told by teachers oh you worry too much like you set too many like high like goals for yourself that it like really like that you know you know when you set yourself goals that probably like aren't that attainable at that moment because you're just like you, you just set yourself high expectations and then that's just leading you onto a path of stress um I, and I think that's what happened to me and also it's like what was really weird with me is that like stress kind of benefited me at certain moments of my life where if I was under stress it meant that like I would try I'll try and work hard to like get rid of it and trying to like overcome it it was almost like a constant battle but then sometimes it felt like a losing one because it's almost like the stress one it was like not it was like my force of motivation and it wasn't coming from like a positive place so then it's almost like when you complete the work you don't feel that satisfied but yeah like it doesn't feel like you've completed the work at a standard where you even have this like there's like an after after stress that takes place as well where it's just like did you work I don't even know where I'm going with this (laughs) <laughs> this is even talking about this has stressed me out a little bit because so <laughs> there's just so much to talk about in terms of like it's a bit like overwhelming because I feel like this is carried out through my life like in so many different ways and it's like I, 
at times it's benefited me and at times it's not and it's weird to say that stress can benefit you I don't know how to describe it I don't know if any of you can like relate no, I think that's true yeah, kind of stress and bad stress yeah 100%. you can have good stress where you yeah. know it motivates you to get things done and you know because it's, it's a natural thing stress um I'm sure I, I think I saw this in some kind of educational video yeah. about uh, <laughs> what stress does to your body it's really interesting not gonna lie um mm-hmm. I'll see if later we can um give links and things like that yeah. to, to stuff like that but basically what it does is that um the good stress kind of gets your adrenaline pumping in your body mm-hmm. and uh it creates a response where you have either fight flight or fight or flight fight or flight and then there's another one which is uh like you basically don't do anything like you freeze and um whenever you're you feel stressed your body is put under that pressure and then you have those responses so i think that's what happens when whenever it comes to someone seeing that they're stressed and the way that they deal with it is like how do they deal with it for me it was flight because i would sleep (laughs) and i would avoid anything what it was i didn't want to no. <laughs> there was uh, no fight boy <laughs> there was no fight whereas for, for example Basma was saying like you know some of it was good so that was more uh more fight and some people just are like just stop like just there's no way they can do anything and they basically freeze and that's it like they don't move so that's ba- that's basically what it is that the that the emotions that's going on in your body so I think that what was really important is to basically be able to identify that which is something I wasn't able to do and that's why I was getting even more stressed to the point that I was like can't do anything we just (laughs) I always used to think think, oh like you need to be stressed for it for you to get the work done and that's I do agree with that a little bit not gonna lie I feel like the the stress adds to you know the pressure you know I have to get things done so it adds to the flight of what um, Naomi was saying yeah and then it but it becomes like an endless cycle that's the problem yeah it's just habits it's I feel like stress is basically basically a constant cycle of bad habits that take on that eventually when you do realize when you when you sort of look out and realize that cycle it then leads on to stress of you're thinking how do I break out from that how do I stop that I'm so sorry about the background oh my god (laughs) can you get off your motorbike please (laughs) I don't like this is such a small area I don't understand like gang gang I don't know what's gonna happen. Like neither do I. <laughs> like tired. Anyway, cut that bit out. Like what Naomi said was perfect. <laughs> I think I'm a mix of both of Naomi's and Vesna's responses. Um, because as I was looking at this, I did notice that stress doesn't always have to be a negative thing, and there can be positive stresses that actually encourage you to become more effective if managed correctly. But yeah, I I was definitely like Naomi for a long time. I didn't think that I I got stressed. I always used to hear other people saying, "Oh yeah, I'm so stressed." And I was just there, like, can't relate, which I felt. Are you rude? I was like that as well, especially A levels. Everyone's stressed. I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about A levels in particular. No, but do you know what it is? You're just, you don't want to manifest it or say that over your life. Like, I don't want to be stressed. So I'm not stressed. For me, it wasn't even about um, whether I manifest anything over my life. I think partly, as Naomi said, I was similar to her. I didn't realise that I was stressed. So if I felt a certain way, I didn't attribute those symptoms to the word stress. And a lot of the time, I was generally okay. So maybe I was stressed, but I was able to manage the stress, if you know what I mean. And then I think it was more towards the undergraduate degree where I began to gain an understanding of the different ways I used to behave once being stressed so for me it wasn't very overt or physical it was often just a lot of racing thoughts in my head I'll get quite overwhelmed like oh my gosh I have this to do I've got this to do and I would be mentally tired it would just make me tired so I think that's part of the reason I didn't recognize it because I was just thinking oh I'm tired but there was a reason for why I was tired and yeah I think that's when I kind of understood that okay maybe I'm a bit stressed maybe I need to take a rest write things down just clear my mind a bit so I can actually focus and concentrate and instead of overthinking everything and procrastinating yeah I just needed like a mental clear out so I feel yeah my term in terms of stress for me it was very much 
huge uh, plug in my brain. Just everything was rushing around in that sense. Yeah. Did, any, did anyone have any like physical reactions to being stressed, like skin yeah. breakouts and I don't know what? No, um, I personally feel that second year, like I suffered from shingles during just before Easter, and I think obviously they say that sometimes it's unknown as to where where it's come from, but sometimes sometimes like it basically is triggered, gets triggered by and by a certain factor. So for me, I believe it was from stress, and it activated that. And especially, I think like second year was like sort of adjusting from first year to second year, and like the workload um was just so different. So I did get like a reaction, and then it did affect sort of. And then, then that's what made me realize I had to take take care of myself and deal with stress better. It's crazy how like a physical effect of stress makes you realize that the negative ne- negativity that you get from stress. Uh, mm. And it's sad that like we don't we kind of like rely on like a, something physical to occur for it to re- for us to like sort of wake up and realize that. No, for sure. I think I had a physical reaction as well. It wasn't shingles like asthma, but it was very strange. So this is actually how me and Cindy became friends so I was I literally felt so ill one day and my body was I don't know I just felt really weak and I just thought I could be tired I could be a little bit overwhelmed or something I don't know but I'll probably just be fine the next day so the next day came now I couldn't I couldn't move out of my bed and I was like this is so weird like I couldn't I would try to go to the kitchen to make food couldn't go to the kitchen to make food like I was so dizzy had such a high fever and I was like all right okay cool maybe I'm again I'm just tired I just need to rest the next day my fever was like much higher than the day before since Cindy was staying with me in the period of this time I think it was about maybe about a week she was like Mandy like you need to go to hospital and I was just thinking no, it's not that deep like you know when someone says oh you need to go to hospital you're thinking okay then but I was like cool it's not that deep <clears throat> blah 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 then I realized I was losing sleep overnight like I was way too hot to sleep overnight so I went to hospital and they basically put me on a drip and was like your body is extremely dehydrated as in I'm quite healthy I exercise quite often um, eat three meals a day but with the amount of stress I was under in undergrad my body was just when you become stressed you become dehydrated naturally and you I guess you have to drink extra water and that sort of thing anyway but you know you need to really be careful with the amount of stress you put yourself under because it can happen quite a lot you can realize maybe I don't know your hair starts to become um, a little bit thinner or a little bit drier your skin maybe starts to crack a little bit more like little subtle things like that you need to start realizing that maybe you're just a little bit too stressed but that's something I didn't realize until that happened so I was in yeah I was in hospital for about maybe for a few hours and then they told me that I needed to come back the next day. And that's when I knew that I was taking on too many things at the same time. And I think it's important to realise when when to stop. And I think in, in undergrad, especially, you don't really, you don't tell yourself when to, you don't, you, you get a task and you're like, yeah, let me do this task. But you don't actually say enough is enough. And I think it's important to adopt that habit so that you don't continue taking that that bad trait in several aspects of your life because you'll just keep taking things and taking things and taking things and you won't really know when to stop. So yeah, let's peak, let's peak. Um, I think we kind of, no, you didn't say something. No, 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 I was just reacting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my days. I feel like we kind of answered the next question, which is what connotations did this did this word have before? Okay, actually, no, maybe not. Okay, so what connotations did this the word stress have before? Before, during, and after you went through the architecture degree? Before architecture, as I said. For me, I didn't personally get stressed, but I'd attribute the word stress to A-levels, GCSE, kind of just education in general, <laughs> in that sense, because I think that was the most pressure I was experiencing at the time. So any type of stress would have came from education. Um Drawing, yeah, that was definitely architecture. And I feel like during the degree, I started attributing the word, the connotations were actually kind of symptoms on what came out of stress as well. So there'll be breakdowns, crying, tiredness, feeling overwhelmed, overthinking. And that's kind of came in line with me understanding the behavioural attitudes of stress and what that looks like um, actually manifest. So in the studio, it was sad to see what you'll see your friends often crying, having a little breakdown because they're just so over- 
overwhelmed with work and it's sad that it was a common thing actually um you could probably ask the majority of students they definitely cried at some point um so yeah i guess that became a connotation of stress for me during the degree and then afterwards um i guess you kind of accumulate things that for me it was quite similar now i'll probably associate the same kind of words to stress but even just today looking into what the term stress is i feel like now i'm understanding it doesn't always have to be a negative thing and i think there's levels to how much stress you experience and there can be some good stresses things that positively influence you to work more effectively and but yeah the majority of the connotations are negative so yeah okay no it's true definitely um Besma, do you have something to add <laughs> okay um to be fair that word stress yeah mate. i feel like do you know what it is i feel like you stress about different things but it's just about the way you learn how to handle that stress um i feel like the word stress is stressful, stressful. <laughs> it's stress- <laughs> honestly like it's a trigger word it's like yeah. if someone said like think of an elephant and you picture an elephant in your head it's like stress you are stressed now <laughs> right now you are stressed <laughs> honestly and that's why i think honestly and that's why i think i never identified stress because i was like i don't want i don't want to be stressed because i knew that me personally i cannot function if i'm stressed it means it it means no i actually think that is because of the connotations of it all the connotations with stress are negative but stress is actually a natural thing so not all stress is supposed to be bad you know what i mean no Uh, another, another word for stress now, when you think of well, architecture students say like when you think of a building you kind of design a building to withstand calculated loads and stresses so you expect there's going to be some stress but you you manage and kind of cope with the stress but it's not until you apply like a certain amount that's greater than the breaking strength or whatever that it collapses and fails virtually yeah life's gonna have stresses and there are certain stresses that we should be able to like manage and cope but I guess we get a certain level that will take us past that point and then people reach breaking point and that's when they just kind of don't know what to do and have a negative breakdown do you know what I mean so yeah I'm just saying that this it's kind of like a spectrum there's levels to it yeah I breaking guess you have to manage it. Dr. Bethany Stewart <laughs> I really like that analogy it was really good because when I think about it mm. if you think about stress as like the tiny crack in the kind of like the foundation of the walls like eventually they build up and like you were saying the breaking point and all of that beautiful stuff <laughs> I thought the night was going to end on a banger that no that was really beautiful I really like that I like that I was just like I wanted to like add on to what Bethany was saying about uni and I feel like what was interesting was the structure so back in back in school there's a structure of like you're revising and then there's an end point and then that's when you have the exam and it's, it's all it's almost like that stress is concentrated it's almost like the it's almost like back in school your stress is sort of more concentrated towards the end point of the year which is when you do all the exams but it's almost like but then however with the architecture it's like spread across the year because it's almost like we face constant constant deadlines like as in whether it be crits or whether it be like hand-ins or whether it be essays whilst doing like whilst working on a particular project but adding on to what Bethany was saying about uni what I found really interesting was that that when well personally with me like back in school I realized that obviously we all work towards like an end point and end exam and we spend the whole year just learning like going to lessons and then revising but then that stress sort of really shoots out towards the end however with architecture it's almost like we have constant like mini deadlines throughout the whole year and it's obviously coursework it's coursework um based so it means that we're constantly facing deadlines no matter what and what was interesting also is that with the architecture like stress became so normalized like it was just part of the culture and everyone would just say yeah I'm so stressed I'm so stressed to the point where it kind of like made us become so numb to the term because it just felt like it's just a normal thing to say like if you're an architecture student like that's the natural byproduct of being an architecture student if you're not if you're not stressed then you're probably not doing the course right and that's why I didn't like, like 
like that's what that's what made me feel a bit like upset because I was like is this how it's gonna be from now on is it just gonna be like a thing that we just joke about because it's really not it's actually not that funny we do joke about it afterwards because we've faced it all at the end and like we look back at it and think it's funny but at that moment we start to not realize when people are actually genuinely at a serious breaking point and when someone's sort of they're, they're dealing okay with stress but they're just saying that they're stressed because it's sort of like a common it's almost like a common term to throw around so I always feel like it's so important to be mindful as to what we say but obviously express how you feel that's really important but also be mindful as to like how you express it to other people and actually sometimes speaking to other people and like sharing your emotions can really like dampen other people's emotions too and it's it's just a balance really it's, you need to know when to sort of be there for others but also be there for yourself and I think in that way being mindful is really 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 key and we just have to be careful with the way we express how we depict how we talk about stress amongst each other as well that makes sense and I think it's it's really important to realize your stress is not someone else's stress people react to situations in different sort of ways something that you may not find stressful is the end of somebody else's world and so don't downplay Uh, When somebody tells you that they're stressed, really don't downplay it. Take it for what it is. And whether whether you think that they're overreacting, they may not be. Uh, So I think, yeah, like Besma said, like, we don't really know. We don't know somebody else's stresses. We don't know how somebody else reacts to certain things and how they're going to take certain things either. But yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, what you were saying, Amanda, is so true because I feel like sometimes having friends outside of architecture, they didn't understand our workload or stress so that's why it's so important that we say on the podcast like to have friends on the courts because you're working with them so they understand to an extent what you're going through because yeah sometimes your friends outside the course can downplay the intensity of the course and we do go, go through a, a lot so we do need that support i just i want to ask a question as well because following from that, that made me think does stress make you selfish in a way i feel like it can make do you um, is that me i don't think so I think so. I don't think so because you're because it's clearly a reaction to you being overwhelmed. But I don't feel like it makes you selfish because what is it that you're doing that's selfish? Because if anything, you you need help. Like you can indulge in your stresses though, a hundred percent. Like you know when you become so stressed, you're just like oh, like I just need everything right now, and it's kind of like <laughs> after a certain point, it's like all right, sis, so calm down, but. <laughs> I think I think we need to I wouldn't call it selfish per se because yeah. selfish is a different act altogether but I think you can definitely indulge in your stresses 100%. If anything I think I think it can be quite contagious you know like you know mm-hmm. some people in certain emotional states you'd be like oh my god I'm stressed I'm stressed I'm stressed and especially if I'm not feeling stressed I'm like should I be worried like <laughs> yeah like especially if someone is you know, no, do you know what I mean? Especially in the course, when someone has mad amounts of work and they're doing, you know, the most, and if anything, like you think, oh, you know, that you like what they're doing or a top of the class or whatever, and they're saying that they they're stressed, and I'm looking at my work and I'm just like, bro, I've got five pages, I've got the same <laughs> amount of time as this <laughs> this guy here, and I'm just like, I should be stressed. I should be more stressed than this person, but you know, and then it, it becomes like this psychological. Thing. it's just like you know this person saying they're stressed now I'm stressed and then that feeds onto somebody else who's stressed you know that I probably live with that you know is probably thinking that they're doing fine but because I'm rubbing off that quote-unquote negative energy it's at least that's how I felt like whenever I was around people that were saying that I'm stressed I'm stressed I'm stressed I'm like I need to get away <laughs> yeah you, I think you're right there because that's yeah, why right. I avoided the studio at times because I was thinking I'm not trying to be in such a negative atmosphere I'm trying to you know do my work and avoid this aura of just stress yeah honestly I think that's why some people would just completely disappear You'd be like where are they I'm like, I haven't seen them for days yeah <laughs> 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 Me and Ad and I just found every other place in the uni to work. We went yeah. to sides. Guys, listen, we would do it up. So, do you know the smart board? We'll put on um, music and then have displaying a waterfall. Do you know one of those um, <laughs> <laughs> moving images? <laughs> you want peace and serenity. Sometimes you have to look after yourself and put yourself in the best mind frame to work and to do your work so you can achieve. 
I think, yeah, what I meant by, maybe I just probably should have meant it a bit more clear. I meant as in in an internal way, I used to worry about my stress affecting other people in a way that I was becoming too self-centered or like too focused on myself that I wasn't, I was forgetting about family back home and like ringing them and seeing how they are. That's what I meant by being, it kind of making you just focus fully on yourself that you don't realize like the other important things in your life that also matter to you. And then that becomes an added stress because you're like, oh my God, like you step out of your and you're like I've not I've not focused on other parts of my life and that needs some like attention too that makes sense Mm, definitely but I feel like one thing you need to realize as well is that you can't please everyone you know like (laughs) I think you need when when you're stressed out about something I think obviously give yourself it sounds a bit weird but give yourself a certain amount of time to be stressed and you know if you've exceeded your limit then it's kind of like okay now I actually need to like reach out to my friends and family and say something um but I don't think that makes you selfish I think maybe it's just the nature of the person that you are is that you care about these people and you want to give them a certain amount of attention and because you're stressed you can't do that I don't think it makes you selfish no Um, I think it would only be selfish if you, you treated other people badly or you know that negative energy you take it out on others you know that I feel like would be quite selfish and self-centered but I don't think if you know you forget because you're you're going through a lot so I think you need to forgive yourself for that Mm, definitely I feel like you should you should express it you should let them know (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) no not like I don't want to talk to you I don't want to chat to you right now but yeah but like that do you know what I mean? Because sometimes you'll be surprised. Like, people think, why is she ignoring me? Like, there's so many times that, I don't know, maybe someone has been stressed. One of my friends have been stressed out about a certain situation. I'm just like, I'm actually getting it. Like, you're genuinely posting on social media and you're ignoring my messages. And it's not because they don't like me or they don't want to talk to me. It's because that is their escape. Do you know what I mean? So I think you, it's just about communicating certain things or maybe your family getting to know how you deal with stress and maybe if they don't know then tell them just say by the way I'm not ignoring you but I'm going through a lot right now and this is my method of coping some people understand some people don't but you know it is what it is you said it and whether they want to listen then (laughs) that's your own (laughs) but literally if they don't understand you then that's that's a separate issue of course like that's something that you cannot control but the one thing you can control as like Naomi touched upon is your outlook on yourself and forgiving yourself realizing that you know these people no matter what like deep down these people know I care about them and they know Mm. that I've stepped out of my comfort zone I've moved out to whole city to you know make a life for, for myself and that's what they want for me so I owe it to myself to to support myself along the way and give yourself like words of affirmation as much as it sounds cringy like there's insta posts that people put everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important like it's so so important and I think people talk about oh if look if you if everyone focuses on forgiving other people but what about yourself like how can you forgive others if you can't forgive your internal your internal voice because that's what dictates how you address other people if your internal voice is in tatters how are you gonna how are you gonna be around anyone and that's that's really man like all right i'm gonna move on to the next question it is kind of a question but it's more of a story so i actually want you to I don't know, I'm going to throw this one at you. Um, how did you manage to overcome or um, cope with stress or manage stress? Like, do you have a scenario or like something that made you sort of realise this is this is what I need to do to get over this? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and keep it short because architecture and my whole stress experience is a lot. So I guess the one experience that I had of stress in architecture was a time in second year where I feel like the jump from first year to second year is a big jump and it's a big jump in the sense that we come from using doing everything by hand and then moving on to the computers and learning CAD depending on your unit and for me I I felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be on top of things and the way I dealt with that wasn't great because I would lose sleep, I lost a lot of weight and yeah I just became obsessive with certain tasks so I wasn't working smart, I was working I was working hard but I wasn't working smart and that just took a toll on my grades, it took a, a toll on my outcome and even took a toll on my mindset and my mind so it got to a point where 
you know how um, writers have writer's block I had a creative block like I couldn't think I couldn't find new ideas I couldn't create and what's the point of being in architecture if you don't even know how to create or think of yeah yeah, or have ideas and it just got so frustrating and frustrating and I got so frustrated with myself and I couldn't the thing is at the time I couldn't identify the problem to even reach out for help so that's another problem in itself so that's even adding more to the stress so yeah I think second year for me was just like one of my hardest years and I feel like for me to the way I overcame it was that I had to speak out to people I was living with Bethany at the time and I think there was times where she was just like because there was times where I wasn't going to my tutorials because I had those creative blocks so it meant that I didn't have work even though I would have that burst of energy to do work and then nothing could show for it Bethany would be there to be like no you need to go to tutorials even though you don't have anything just go go they will help you and stuff like that and I felt like having people there to like talk to or just tell them that you know what I'm not doing okay that was that was the um I think the first step to like overcoming the problem um and I'm I know for everyone or some people that's not always the first step sometimes people don't want to talk to people sometimes people just want to shut to themselves but I feel like the first part of the problem the first Um, thing that you can do for yourself to overcome the stress is to talk to people and then also I feel like you need to take some time off as well like for me I just I was just like you know what I need to take time off but I feel like especially in uni like how do you go to your tutors and tell them that oh I need time off because of stress I don't think they feel like is a good enough reason due to the insensitivity of the actual word if you know what I mean but I would just recommend to just do it so what I did was I spoke to someone took time off and then I felt like going somewhere like maybe I don't know to the park or the beach where you're just alone where you can just kind of find your mojo your inspiration back and then go back better so kind of use my stress and setbacks as a catapult to overcome and do better so yeah I hope that answers your question and thank you for sharing as well because I know it wasn't like a easy thing for you to kind of overcome stresses in second year and I don't know I actually saw you once so (laughs) (laughs) no I'm really proud of you I'm really proud of you and the fact that you overcame it but I know I was going to ask you just as a side question like do you think second year has affected you now obviously graduated last year and you don't have to answer it but do you think that the pressures of second year have affected the way that you think or maybe act in certain situations now oh 100 percent. i will definitely answer this question because everyone needs to know the realness <laughs> of this course um yeah like to this day i'm still affected by the stresses and the challenges I faced in second year and I think I had a conversation with Bethany recently and I was just telling her that I've made it one of my goals this year to actually go back and look at my old work and I still and it's September and I still can't even look at my work without gagging or just being like no I'm gonna do this later so yeah of course it affects me now but I feel like it's a process and it's a journey so you know what one day I will look at my work (laughs) 100% 100% I think it's important to you know when I'm when people say like oh but your work is good your work is good and it's not it's not like it's not good enough but you need to realize it within yourself first before you can then go and project it onto everybody else yeah Um, yeah do you know what I mean that's my what about you? I think for me, like, as Adonai said, was the first thing is communicating it, especially to people that you care about. I feel like um, I'm thankful to have, like, a good support system, you know, like, my family and everything. And I feel like they were, like, my... They were, they were like, my rock throughout the three years of, like, studying architecture. And I think I don't know... I don't know what I would have done without them. Like, it's almost like I would come home and just literally let out everything with my mom and just talk about it. And that was like my key way of dealing with stress, I feel. Um, And then amongst other things, like I would go exercise, but I felt like other stuff, like actually, because I worked more actually throughout the three years as well, but mostly in first year and second year. And it was surprisingly like, became like an outlet of like, just me taking a break from the usual schedule, even though it was work, but it kind of just felt like I was at least doing, I was just doing something different. Like my mind wasn't with the course 
fully. Do you get what I mean? And it was almost like I kept myself busy with something else. So I felt like that's really important as well as like maintaining, whether it be like through like, you know, doing a job or like, you know, revisiting some old hobbies that you have like and using that as like an outlet because really our brains never stop working. And to be honest, like it's important to have to rest, but I feel like you can also keep your mind busy with other things and that can help you. That's in a way you're giving your mind a break thinking of something else, thinking of your course or anything that's stressing you in particular. Because I wasn't just dealing with uni, I was also dealing with my living situation as well. And it wasn't easy. Um, Every year was like a different story. But I learned so much from it because it would be crazy if people be like, they when they get home, they'd feel like at ease. That's like their safe space. But for me, it didn't feel like that at all. I'll go to uni and to be honest, sometimes it felt like uni was my safe pl- safe space because I got to see all of you guys there and like oh, just oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <Don't> cry. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> It was just phone calls with my mum and work and, and a bit of exercise. All of that in combination, I felt like it helped me throughout the three years. Yeah, I remember when Basma used to come with those containers with your mum's food and I was like, oh my God, it's time to eat. <laughs> it was so good. Honestly, no, definitely. And I think what you said before about um, revisiting old hobbies, I remember Neva said that in the last episode and well it would be two episodes ago now and I think that's such an important thing because what is architecture without yourself like you actually have to put yourself in your work you can't just be interested in buildings I'm so sorry no one goes into architecture purely interested in buildings (laughs) otherwise we don't know what you're going to come out as but everybody has their own individual thing like their own individual niche that they add to architecture so I think it's really really important for you to remember what that is bethany has music um naomi has <laughs> now start again and come with the necessary oh, on, energy on. could you just <laughs> i don't understand why you stopped oh yeah no man naomi has watercolors naomi has watercolors i'm gonna say that <laughs> that's best my thanks <laughs> I'm still thinking of that bee that you painted and like um <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah. she's literally we had was it your that was when I was inspired. It was in first year. She's like, oh my god, it looks so real. Oh no, I'm for giving examples, Amanda. No, <laughs> Minus 100, one to what? Minus 100. Minus one minus 100. No, I had one job, but honestly, What's if you don't know what your thing is, you need to find it. Um, I don't have a thing, really. I don't have a thing either, so. That's <laughs> not networking. You had, it's LinkedIn, everyone. <laughs> I think it's LinkedIn. Yo, can you imagine? <laughs> Um, are you mad? PowerPoint <laughs> 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 presentation. <laughs> oh my god! That's you know it. I, remember. I feel like Mandy was one of those kids growing up that would only be the only student that would be allowed to calibrate the board. Are you mad? Oh my god! This girl. See, yeah, mate. Anyway, I don't have time for you no more. Nomi, do you have a way <laughs> that you learn how to manage and overcome stress in undergrads? Okay, I've got I've got some points. So the ways that I would manage my stress were not good. And it's I think the way to manage your stress is doing the pure basic things. When I'm saying basic, I mean like down to the animal that you are, a human. You know, you need sleep, you need to eat, and you need some exercise. And that is honestly how you do it. If you get yourself into a routine and you're strict with yourself to look after your body and your diet, make sure that you're eating like a variety of vegetables, meats, fish, whatever like all of that and just be be on top of yourself and it's preparing your lunch the night before making sure that you have breakfast every day because i know a lot of people skip breakfast basic basic things that i think especially in architecture everyone started to neglect their very basic human needs 
and drinking water my god drink water as mandy already said like she already told you a lot what she went through but honestly like it's just it's just those those things that you have to keep on top of because i know that it's because when work gets a, a lot you feel like that you know these things are not important and you know you don't have to go and have lunch you don't need seven hours sleep or whatever the recommended is that you can you can function on four or less and take naps in between and all these kinds of stuff it's like don't do it it's a lie Um, i think it's it's a lie like don't do it it's just it's not it's not good other than that i'm saying say no to boys because that will give you some next headache (laughs) the real life (laughs) But honestly, like, don't let no boys kind of like mess you about because that is a waste of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in- have a stress. Do you know what you say? Um, you say you're married to the cause. You're, <laughs> you're married to the cause. That's it. <laughs> That's the only relationship you need to be in, boy. You're not open for any no. applications. I'm sorry. Honestly, because I remember when I started, I was just like, I definitely didn't go in uni thinking that I was gonna come out with a man or me my future husband or nothing like that I was just like I'm coming here for my degree because I know the degree will never leave me like <laughs> once I once I have it <laughs> oh <laughs> no, honestly but um, other than that another thing is that me personally taking the pill was an absolute madness and Mate. be honestly and I've, I've spoken to so many different people who've had the same experiences uh, taking contraception and the effects that it's had on them on specifically on their mental health and i didn't realize that was a contributing factor to my stress because i had no idea one day i must have come home and i heard people laughing someone must have bust a really funny joke and i just started crying because i didn't understand why they were laughing like literally <laughs> it was as stupid as that. I was just like, enough, oh, honestly, it was something so dumb, and I was just like, "What is going on?" Like, my your emotions are fluctuating so much that it was just it was time it was time to just stop all of that. So be be aware because that can affect you not just you know in terms of weight gain or getting spots. Like, it can seriously affect your mental. Uh, and yeah, I think I think those those are my advice. <laughs> those are my advice. <laughs> <laughs> that English, yeah. <laughs> That's bad. No, it's true. I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you are going to take any contraception, be extremely careful. Realise that it does make your hormone levels fluctuate. And so if you are not somebody that can handle certain stresses, then perhaps use other methods of contraception. If you must use it, because as you know, you're married to your course. But yeah. <laughs> This is something similar to well, what I asked last time, but I mean, obviously, Nom, you were speaking about your sort of well, the contraceptive side of things, and obviously, it, it affected you mentally. And do you think that what well, the way you were feeling with with that, well, in that sort of scenario, you're still currently feeling like that? Do you ever feel yourself kind of like backtracking to how you were feeling before? Yeah, you know, it, it's a really slippery slope because I think just like Bethany before starting university I didn't I didn't feel like I was under stress even when I was doing my exams and things like that I, I felt pressured but I, w- I wouldn't have identified it as stress I felt stressed at uni uh, when I realized and I think it, it depends because I feel like for me I don't I wasn't like a you know a star student at all but I got I got fairly decent grades and not like it wasn't for the lack of trying but I did I did work hard and I think it was just the 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 mode of study you know a a lot of revising and uh, writing notes and repetition and that regurgitating I think I learned well through that system other people don't but I did and so when it came to university the change in the way that things are taught is very independent. It's very, um, you know, research-based and things like that, which I, I now feel like I can I can do well. But at the beginning, I really struggled to make that transition between the way that you're taught in school compared to the way you're taught at uni. Because for me, it was completely different and I didn't adjust to that very well at all. And um, so I think now that I recognise what I'm like under stress i can identify it quickly but now i feel like anything like anything i'm stressed I, I i use that word to say that you know if i'm feeling a little bit tense about something or you know i had a rough week at work it's like oh i had a stressful yeah. week do you know what i mean and anything automatically yeah. is stress and i feel like i need to start using that word less to describe certain things even if it is it's not 
I don't know because it, it does it has a very negative connotation to it so then once I say that I am this it's almost like become it and it's okay <laughs> you know um, whereas before I was trying to avoid it and think positively and be like, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm just, you know, I'm just a little bit challenged or I don't know, <laughs> try, yeah, try and use like something that. else to, to describe what it is that I'm going through. Because as soon as I identify as stress, it's kind of like, okay, now I'm in this mental state and I'm not going to try and do anything to get out of it. It's just kind of like, this is, this is what it is. So mm. I'm still, I'm still trying to balance, balance it out. And it's not, easy it's it's different you come across different types of stresses i feel like they there probably needs to be different words different names because stress could be a lot of things and it's you can't compare like the stress of having an exam to the stress of i don't know like raising a child I, 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 you know just completely different things obviously it makes sense in this context but i don't think it should be labeled everything stress because it's mm. not all the same it can't be yeah for real definitely and um I think it's yeah, like we said before. I think it's important to realise that the stresses are different all round. Um, one stress is not the same for another. Um, same way, stress for one person won't be the same for another person. I think this question: Are you still dealing with stress? I think I don't. I think yes. I don't know. I don't think I personally know how to deal with it right now. Only because the stress that I was facing in uni is a different to the stress that I'm facing at work it's the same feeling but it's a different stress and it's learning those coping mechanisms um I remember in fact today (laughs) I had to do a presentation at work and I was actually stressed (laughs) like I was stressed and um my manager realized that I was stressed and she said I know you when you're stressed and you're stressed and she's she asked me at that present point in time what do you do to cope with your stress and how many times do you want to say stress? <laughs> stress, 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 do you know what I mean so I was like as I, I don't know like I don't know how to deal with my stress and that's because when you're in that present point of you being stressed I think it's different when you're looking at it in hindsight you're like okay now I need now I know I need to do this and do this and do this and this is what I need to do when you're stressed when I'm stressed but when you're in it it's different like it's actually so different and kind of knowing what to do when you're in that situation how do you guys think that you can like what what do you do to bring you back to reality almost I'm gonna throw this question at Bethany you know I feel like she has some wicked answers hey oh, <laughs> wow what do I do to bring myself back to reality um hmm. I wish I had prepared for this one <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have the answer does anyone have an answer for it you actually wrote me on the spot that's all right. It's all What's right. the question? What do you do to bring yourself back to reality? As in, to kind of take yourself out of that stress? Deny it. Deny it. Huh? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what I do. It depends. It depends. Oh, wait. This is not actually a useful technique. Because most of, most of the time, you're not in a position to do so. But a lot of the time, if I'm at home, I'll actually sleep. Especially I knew you were going to say, sometimes you're overthinking everything, you're tired, and you just need to start afresh the next day. And then you come back and do the exact same, let's say it was a work problem, and you do the, the same thing the next day, and you just solved your problem, or you can just manage it a bit better. But obviously, sleeping is not ideal in most scenarios when you're actually there in the physical so for me as a religious person I'd be like yo Jesus take the wheel (laughs) I just think sometimes it's important to put things in perspective as well because sometimes you just get lost in like a vortex and you make everything bigger than it actually is obviously sometimes you have stresses and they are quite big but I feel like they become a problem when you don't believe you can manage it, when you don't think you can do it. So I guess putting, kind of taking a step back and putting everything into perspective and being like, okay, maybe this isn't as hard to deal with as I can. Maybe prioritise if it's about having too many things to do. Be like, okay, I can get this done and the rest isn't really a big deal because 
it's not at the top of my priority and just kind of trying to segment things so it's not one big hole and it just makes it seem like there's less to worry about you know what I mean so maybe that's something you could think about doing I remember um, me and um mummy had a conversation once and we we're saying that like a lot of the stress that we go through is actually self-inflicted and, and in fact a lot of the emotions that negative emotions that you go through are actually self-inflicted and it, it derives from like lack of confidence in your own work or your own abilities and I think sometimes in architecture the real like the, the reason why you get so stressed out about your work is because you don't actually believe that it's good and you don't believe that because it's you believe that because it's not good you need more and more and more and more and that builds and adds on to your stress and I think some of the things that we were saying beforehand is that you need to believe in your own source. You need to believe, you need to genuinely believe that your work is the littest thing ever. And just keep going with that mentality. Like you just submitted a plan. This plan is lit. Have you seen it? Just submit a session. Have you seen my section? Like you just need to do it all the time. And every time you submit a piece of work, it doesn't matter if it's incomplete. It doesn't matter if it's, it's, it's not to architecture's best standard. You just, you personally, need to believe and sell it as the best thing that you have done all the time yeah I definitely agree like your mental narrative it has such a big impact on how everything else functions literally your body functions from your brain so even just your thoughts can create a response either chemically or in how you actually behave so I noticed that as well and I had to really try and snatch my thoughts you know when the negative kinds of creeping like Bethany Bethany and you're like, you're like <laughs> not literally like that but you have to say no sometimes you'll think things but then they're, they're not even true about yourself if, especially yeah. if it's like, oh you're not good enough um excuse me you're you to tell me even though it's yourself but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just have to dismiss the thoughts and not dwell on it because when you start dwelling on it you believe it and then it demotivates you and then you start just mulling around because you yeah. don't think you can actually do the work and it's a lot harder for you to actually get started so yeah mm-hmm. I, def- I definitely think a lot of stress can be avoided through your mindset and I think that's why in this day and age there's a lot of mindfulness sessions a lot of positive affirmations because the mind has really been fooling a lot of us and telling us all these negative things about ourselves that just aren't true mm-hmm. and yes. some yoga is good oh you know, yes yoga. Kind of like, oh. really do well for me is that just do what makes you happy and what made me really happy was wishing I was somewhere else and <laughs> I remember like Mandy would know because we used to normally sit together and I would always be looking at holidays, just window shopping. Even if I wasn't <laughs> book the flights, I was always looking for holidays and that would make me so happy. I'd be like, soon. <laughs> it's almost over. That would get me into a much better mood. I'm like, yes, this summer I'm going to go to, I don't know, Greece or I'm going to, oh, look, the flights to Turkey are only like less than a hundred pounds return. Like, wow. Oh my days. I remember that. And Brad and Ray did that and it actually went to Benidorm for like 20 pounds. I was like, oh my days. <laughs> the stress is gone. You're already thinking you're in, you're on the beach, you know, with your sangria. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know, it made me happy. I have an analogy. It's, hey. a, it's an uncle one though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm actually scared. Basically, think of like extreme stress. Like, you know, when your phone is on 1%. Yeah. And <laughs> we run <laughs> and you run to go get your charger. <laughs> think of it as that. All you need to do is recharge. <laughs> I feel really like. <laughs> No, Basma! <laughs> oh my days. <laughs> what do you think? Yes. How many? 10 out of 10? Exactly. Even when you think you're dead, just plug it back in and it's alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think it's the end, like, do you know what, Lord, take me now. <laughs> it's all right. You can live another day. Just recharge. I know what Naomi does. She just lets it die. <laughs> <laughs> That's true though. All you have to do is recharge, recharge. And um, okay, actually, sorry, a little side note. Donna's going to kill me. But what do you do if you are somebody that doesn't have a lot of friends? Because we always speak about having friends in architecture, but it's actually a lonely horse. So what do you do if you don't have many friends in architecture? Like, how do you how do you deal with stress in that sort of like? Because I'm pretty sure no, none of us had friends at one point. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. <laughs> 
you for the question at me. Definitely for an That's true, Naomi. Because I didn't have anything to say. I'm joking. I'm a loner, the fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> as in family as well. Did they not have family? Did they have family? Um, you know what? No. Uh, let's just say that I don't have anyone. What no, do they do? Like, nobody. Nobody. What do you do? Make friends. You have to force it. Like sometimes you have to fake it till you make it with certain things. Like there's certain situations where, for example, in work where I need to get along with people, but so you need to like force yourself to break the ice so you can get to know people so there's no two ways about it you have to make friends that's it no but sometimes it's not that easy so let me give you a solution <laughs> you have to make friends and that is it because obviously now there's a lot of first years in at uni and it's COVID-19 so it's a lot harder to yeah actually... but that's yeah that's a different scenario so. yeah but this is exactly this is a scenario we're painting baby girl so <laughs> um but no I think <laughs> I think what you can do is either talk to not necessarily professional help, but I'm sure there's there's call, there's hotlines that you call up. So you can just it's like an not even an agony aunt, but you know, just someone on the other end of the line. So you can release it because Ooh. a lot of the stress and the pressures from it is because it's all kept inside. Um so yeah, maybe just talking to someone on the phone, over the phone like that may just be a good way or getting some professional advice if you can afford to do so if you think it's that severe. But also just writing things down. I feel mm. that helps clear your mind and be able to assess, okay? Because some things are out of your control, but some things you can actually do something about it. So once you see it on paper, you can be like, okay, how do I stop this from being a problem, from being a stress? Like, what can I actually do to kind of combat that? And yeah, um, journaling, as I said. In the- yeah, maybe even a pen pal. Yeah, but there are like... Um, but there are helplines as well that will just listen to you speak. Um, I know there's one called, um, for a helpline called Samaritans. And I think the number is like 116123. And you can just call, it's a suicide prevention helpline, but don't let that name scare you. It's just to help you speak about what you're going through and just to have a voice to listen to you talk. I think that's the most important thing is that usually when you're trying to express something or the way you feel, you more so just want someone to listen to you talk um, because you don't have the opportunity to do that normally if you don't really have friends or maybe friends that don't actually resonate with what you're going through and it's yeah it, it I mean I guess it would be nice to kind of have an unbiased voice listening to what you're going through because they have they don't know you they don't know what you're going through they don't know who you murdered <laughs> like do you know what I mean so it's it's just it's, it's a relief for you if you if you're somebody that doesn't have that sort of support um obviously we're speaking from the UK I'm not sure about other countries but if you can look at like helplines in the country that you're listening to then it'll be really good to kind of maybe share that with us as well so maybe we can relay it onto our own social media or episode uh, post for for this episode yeah um, i was gonna say on a serious note now that i fully understand the question <laughs> is that you guys are gonna hate me but finding an online community because as we're in a time where everything's pretty much online <laughs> just finding like different forums or like architecture societies and stuff like that online or maybe um linking back to what we've been saying um throughout this episode finding your niche so if you're good at art or music finding that community to like talk to and finding friends from there to support you so that it can kind of aid you in finding friends on your course so yeah journaling praying helpline online communities all of that you lot used to be taking notes boy i'm telling you especially for you online people who haven't found your friends yet so you know take notes Um, I just want to say so obviously we're coming to the end of the episode now but I just want to kind of conclude like a very constructive and positive way of moving forward in terms of stress so is there anything that you could say to someone that was perhaps going through high levels of stress at the moment or maybe you could say to yourself at some point in your undergrad like what, what would you say to yourself now that would be a constructive way constructive and positive way of moving forward um, I think um, I would say that the stress and like the setbacks that you go through will help 
and catapult you to the next level so as we've been saying before there are positive stresses and negative ones so it's just the way you see it and I think just linking to the famous saying when when life gives you lemons you know make lemonade so at the end of the day is what you make out of the situation all um I would really say is that your situation is temporary it's not going to be like that forever and as soon as you realize that I feel like it will relieve a lot of stress from you anyway because it's just a a period in time and then soon it will be over and you move on to the next thing but I think what is key is that you learn from it so that way you don't put yourself in the same situation again and yeah always think think positively um, about your outcomes and what your goals are and why you're doing it Uh, I think that will that will carry you through to the end you know whatever it is that you're doing you're working hard and you're putting yourself through challenging and somewhat difficult situations but it's going to be worth it at the end and to always keep that in mind you should never feel like you can't ask people for help just because like we're all actually very much in common more than we think and that yes you may feel like everything is in your head everything you're dealing with is internal and that it's something you're gonna have to fight with yourself but really like the reason why we're in a world with each other is that we actually need each other we we're built for human interaction and there's nothing wrong with just admitting the fact that you can't deal with things on your own who can actually deal with a lot of things on their own in life it's it's so hard and you shouldn't be hard on yourself like that as in just because it's your own personal battle does not mean that you can't invite others to help you fight it. so that's that's like the key thing that i would want to say and just always know that it's as they've said as everyone has said that it's just it's not the end of the road and that this is probably you never know maybe this certain like this struggle that you're facing is actually a stepping stone to an actual blessing that you just never expected and maybe it's a way of you developing a skill or developing a good habit that's come out of a trial and that maybe later in life that you'd need more than ever and you'd be thankful for that particular struggle at this current moment for you're just thankful that it occurred otherwise you wouldn't deal with what's to come later in your life and really life is not easy it's not it's you're gonna have really hard times and really really good times but everyone always remembers the good and the bad is just a lesson yeah i think that's that's what we're going to end on and um ladies thank you so much for today and also thank you for the listeners for taking the time out of your busy busy lives to learn something new or to even just recap your memory or just for those of you who wanted a casual listen next week we'll be talking about some juicy juicy topics with our moroccan princess basma but in the meantime stay up to date on our social media that's at one to 100 podcast send us a dm email us um, at one to 100 podcast at gmail.com because we'd love to hear how all of your suggestions on how we can tailor our content for you. Rock. <laughs> 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 <laughs>